Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Dar în ziua de azi... Dar în ziua de astăzi să lăsăm toate la o parte. Să credem că ne-am întâlnit cu Hristos. And believe that we are here with Christ. Eu n-am să vorbesc basmi. You know, I will not tell you fairy tales. N-am să vorbesc povești. I won't tell you stories. Vorbesc pe ce Dumnezeu m-a scăpat pe mine. I'll only tell you God took me through. Și dacă voi avea timp. And if I'll have time. Voi vorbi și pe deapsa ce vine peste America. I will tell you about the wrath that is coming upon America. Dacă n-am să am timp. If I won't have time this morning. Pastorul am auzit că rămâneam și de seara. I heard the pastor that we were going to be here tonight. Dar voi completa disar. So I'll finish what I won't say this morning this evening. I pray God bless this church with the Holy Spirit. Aș vrea ca să simțiți în ziua de azi cercetarea lui Dumnezeu. If you've never felt, I hope you feel the spirit of God. Și dacă până acum n-am cunoscut pe Dumnezeu. And if until now you haven't known God. N-am cunoscut puterea lui Dumnezeu. We haven't known the power. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right. Well, hello and hello and goody goody. Here we are again. Gino had to play the long intro because uh, my coffee, my hot black coffee, was still brewing. So uh, I'm I'm sure you guys didn't mind. It was only a minute, but uh, we got a new Keurig machine a couple of weeks ago, and man, it's the slowest thing ever. You're just sitting there waiting for it to drip. You're like, oh, nobody has time for this. I even uh, brought some K-Cups from home. Our Keurig uh, decided to go to the afterlife. So I had a few uh, of uh, the stuff that I drink, which is not flavored. There's no caramel in it. There's there's nothing foo-foo or girly, just, just uh, Sumatran black. It looks like tar. It's great. Anyway, welcome to the program. I know you're thinking to yourself, I I gave this man one more try, and here he is talking about coffee. Well, there's a a lot to talk about. I'm not going to deny it. Um, As far as the U.S. is concerned, the latest is that uh, the big orange man ran away with the Iowa cockeye. It was 51 or 52 percent. Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, decided to bow out gracefully. Uh, he threw his support behind the big orange man. And uh, this week, at some point, there's going to be the, what is it, the New Hampshire primary? I think so. Yeah. And uh, this this is the one that uh, Nikki Haley's uh, betting the bank on. This is, this is the basket that she's putting all her eggs in. Because uh, they're thinking that uh, there, there's enough... Uh, it's, it's, it's an open primary in uh, New Hampshire. What that means is that people from both sides of the aisle can come and vote as to who the Republican nominee is going to be. I know, that sounds fair to me, too. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go vote for, for the best individual that has a shot against my guy. 
that's what I'm going to do because I'm honest. I'm a Democrat. If Democrats aren't honest and non-hypocritical, then who is? So uh, they're thinking that Nikki Haley might have a shot at New Hampshire, but the week after is what, South Carolina? And uh, that's her home state, and they're saying she doesn't have uh, a, a prayer. She doesn't have a shot to win her own home state. So we can see how uh, this thing is shaping up. I think that uh, they're more committed than ever to do everything they can to sideline the big orange man. Uh, The latest thing I saw was another bit of gaslighting where I think he's got like ketchup on his fingers. Uh, They're saying it's blood. It is is blood and it's from uh, syphilis. It is what Carville, uh, the walking skeleton, the man who looks like uh, just a skull with skin atop it uh, decided it was because, you know, uh, on his off days when uh, he's not uh, recalled for his one saying, one saying, it's the economy, stupid, wasn't even that great. True, but not that great. So when, when everyone's not bowing before the great skull of Carville, because he came up with, it's the economy, stupid. Uh, you know, when, when he's not basking in their glory, he's uh, a part-time doctor, if you didn't know. Uh, so Car- Carville, he, it's just a hobby. It's, uh, he, he just spends all his time on WebMD and diagnosis people. And apparently, uh, what looks like ketchup is blood, by Carville's uh, estimation. And it's the cause of syphilis. Uh, if anyone would know the symptoms of syphilis, James Carville, likely one of those people. I know, that was a low blow, but he deserves it. James Carville is a rat. James Carville is a piece of detritus floating on the river of life that nobody managed to scoop out with a net yet. The angel of death is afraid to approach him because he looks worse than the angel of death. So let's just leave it at that. I know. Uh, my, well, why do you have to uh, attack individuals? Because they attack you every day. All right? I'm, I'm the one standing up for you. Because what was the big thing about Iowa? Oh, yeah. Well, the reason, I mean, it's obvious why the big orange man uh, won 51% of the Iowa vote. It's because Iowa's full of uh, white heterosexual Christians. Uh, I, I actually heard this uh, from a newscaster. It's, 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 you're the problem, Whitey. All right? It's because they're white and they're Christian, and uh, they like having families and children and not watching their 12-year-olds cut off body parts and stitch on body parts and pretend they're something they're not. So that makes you abnormal. If you're in Iowa and you're a Christian and you're white, and you got a wife and kids and a dog and a mortgage and you pay your taxes, you're the abnormality, all right? Now, if you happen to go, you know, cut off your snossage and put on a wig and say your name's Barb, then uh, you're part of the in crowd. Abandon your family, torch the house, eat the dog, and then you're in like Flynn. That's, that, that's, what, that's the new normal. By the by, that's the new normal in America. And you're thinking to yourself, but brother, the phoenix, the phoenix is painting its feathers pink. 
I'm sorry. If you're still on the Phoenix train, I, I can't help you here. Now, there's other things to talk about, one of which I saw this morning. A friend of mine uh, on the Book of Face uh, forwarded me this, uh, and apparently, believe it or not, I know. You're thinking to yourself, wow, the Germans must be great at spycraft. Uh, the Germans have uncovered documents, because that's what you do when you plan a secret nuclear attack, don't you know? Uh, you, you, you put it all in, in uh, Microsoft Word, and then you CC the entire Kremlin. That's, that's how it's done now. So when you plan a nuclear attack on a nation... Uh, you put it in a Microsoft Word, you, you, you find a couple of those graphics, you know, with the big mushroom cloud, and you, you, you sort of put it in, in the body text just to make it look funsies. Uh, and then you CC the entire Kremlin, maybe even the janitor, because he needs to know. Uh, the Germans have discovered secret documents uh, that, that uh, uncover the Russian plot for a nuclear attack later in the year or the beginning of next year. So these people have nothing better to do than to gaslight the world. Uh, As I've said before, and I will continue to say because it's demonstrable, as far as taking the bait, the Russians have been very reserved. Putin has been very reserved when it comes to taking the bait of the West. Because they really want to pick a fight with somebody. And there's fights sprouting up all over the world. If you're looking at the world right now, everywhere there is conflict. Everywhere there are issues. And we haven't even... And, and I find myself repeating this. And oftentimes I wonder if I'm ever going to go, well, we're finally there. But it's not really that bad yet. I mean, we're getting there. People, uh, you know, are, are running on fumes, as it were. Everything's still going up in price. I know, but the Fed said inflation's under control. If that's inflation under control, then I got a bridge to sell you. It's great. It it, it takes you from one continent to the other. It's invisible, too. Look, I know what I pay for the things that I buy for my kids. It's not like I, I switched brands or I'm buying something different. I'm buying the same thing, and I buy it religiously consistently because they like it eggs milk bread on and on and every couple weeks a few bucks more so don't tell me inflation's under control look the people that this is what they do as far as business is concerned all right the people that deal in money and money management and all this other stuff are trying to sound the alarm that we're headed for a cliff and nobody's pumping the brakes. The world's most powerful CEO, and by the way, this is happening at Davos. I know they're having their thing at Davos. And the only, the only bright spot in the whole thing is the guy from uh, Argentina, Malay or Millie, however you want to call it. I think it's Malay. Uh, the guy just goes scorched earth wherever he goes. I, you know, he, 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 he looks like an insane version of uh, uh, Albert Einstein without the white hair and the mustache. But, man, the guy's just fearless. He's hitting all the right notes as far as identifying the problem and saying, 
the world itself is not headed in a good direction. Even if there were no World War III on the horizon, even if the world were not at each other's throats, even if we weren't about to spark a whole new global war over resources, which is common, even if all this stuff wasn't true, where culture is headed is destructive, and there's finality to that destruction. But at Davos, uh, Jamie Dimon, if you don't know who that is, he's the CEO of J.P. Morgan. Uh, mucho dinero. Guy got some things right when he was younger, and he made a bunch of money. So he got invi- invited to see how, you know, how can we control the rest of the world? Uh, short answer is uh, you, you starve them to the point of compliance. All right, there you go. I just saved you an airline ticket. So all, all, all the, you know... Davos individuals that have a, a, a dictator mindset, this is how you control the world. You starve them to the point of compliance. If you're the one controlling the food, if you're the one controlling the water, if you're the one controlling the resources, if you're the one controlling the money or whatever passes for money when, you, when you're done just messing with it, when you're done with all that and you control everything, then the people who comply, who are obedient, who go along, uh, you, you, you feed some scraps too because you, you have to have somebody to come and clean your home and, you know, uh, make sure that the sewer system's running right. You need to have the servant class because this is how these people view the world. They are the masters of the universe and we are the servant class and we're too many already because uh, some people got it into their heads that they don't have to work or they don't want to work and they don't want to pay exorbitant taxes just to feed the lazy guy next door who spends all day playing video games in a white wife beater. Well, it was white back three months ago. Now it's sort of like Cheeto orange, but still. And so they, they, they realize that they're losing control. The narrative is no longer working. They're gaslighting people left and right, and everybody's going, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. That's hilarious. Nobody believes them anymore. They have no credibility. And so now the only thing that they can do is just, look, it's been done before, and it's proven to work. That's the best way I can put it. You control all the resources, and you starve people into compliance. And, of course, they're going to have people that are, you know, they see the writing on the wall, so they're going to go along. You have people in the American government that are already going along on both sides. I hate repeating myself because life is short, and I have more than one story. But if you think it's just a Democrat or a Republican problem, you, you've lost your mind. Why do you think they hated guys like Ramaswamy and, and the big orange man? Because they don't want to play the game. They want to upturn the chessboard, and the game's been played for 100-odd years. How dare you? How dare you come along and say that you're for the people? You're not supposed to be. You're supposed to pretend to be for the people. You're supposed to be able to fake a smile and, and, and hold a baby and kiss its cheek without throwing up. But that's about it. These guys got it into their heads that it's about the people. What is wrong with you? It's about the agenda. It's about globalism. This is why they're so hated. 
And I don't care where you stand politically. Some things are true, regardless of whether you like them being true or not, or you approve of them being true or not, or wherever else. I don't care about your feelings. Uh, he's he's, he's uh, caustic. Yes, he is. Both of them are. He uses potty words. Yes, they both do. But, you know, then again, the Pope's preacher getting caught, you know, raping children. So eh, it's a scale, isn't it? It's a curve. We, we grade on a curve. Neither of these two guys uh, said they were the Pope. They, they, they didn't claim to be religious figures. By the way, I know, it's an aside. But somebody, and, and whoever did this, you know what? If I find you one day, uh, I, I, I'm just going to put a booger in your ice cream. Because that was wrong. What you did to me was wrong. They sent me a video of T.D. Jakes in what looks like a dress. Uh, it wasn't really a dress. It's one of these long robes, uh, sort of like uh, popish. Uh, and and he's, I, I'm sure he's in the middle of a sermon, but they clipped these like 40 seconds out. And it was the most disturbing thing, given what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's talking about, have you ever been swallowed up? I mean, really swallowed up. And the way he says it in that dress, I'm looking going, oh, oh, no, please don't. And I can't, I can't unsee that. And I'm sure that anyone that's an intrepid uh, internet user, and I'm sure unless you're like 97 with arthritis, you know how to use the internet, uh, you, you'll find this clip. And it's a very disturbing clip in the context of what we talked about. But that, that was just an aside. Let's get back to Jamie Dimon. I know, I don't care who that is. Well, you should. He runs J.P. Morgan Chase. This guy's a heavy hitter. And this is his opinion looking at the world, not from a prophetic perspective, not, not from a biblical perspective, but from experience and uh, financial uh, knowledge. The world's most powerful CEO just issued a grave warning to Americans. Please allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. Oh, still smells like tar. Love it. This may be the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades, he says. His comments sent a wave of anxiety rippling through the investing world. Why? Because as the CEO of J.P. Morgan, the world's largest bank, Jamie Dimon has access to more financial information than anyone. And so the guy sitting in his mom's basement with the whiteboard going, no, nope, there's no financial crisis coming because, you see, at this point where we intersect, uh, that's, that's when the phoenix is going to take off. So, again, I appreciate the whiteboard. I appreciate the dirty basement. But this guy is the CEO of the world's largest bank. And so he sees the internals. We talked about this six months ago, maybe eight months ago, where you're going to start seeing people missing mortgage payments. You're going to start seeing a flood of repossessions when it comes to the auto market. It's already happening. Remember when he used to, what, two, three years ago? It wasn't even that long. It was two years ago when he used to drive by car lots and all of them were empty. You had to know somebody that knows somebody to give you a car. 
what, 15, 20 grand over sticker? Drive by a car lot today. They're, they're, they're busting at the seams, and I don't see I, – granted, it's been very cold in Wisconsin, so seeing people window shop for cars, unlikely. But there's nobody out shopping for high-ticket items anymore. Nobody's looking for, for, for cars or trucks, and everybody's buying used because a, a new GMC truck is over 100 grand. That used to be a house with a pool. So now you have a glut of cars. Nobody's buying. You're going to start seeing repossessions because people aren't making payments. So either, and by the way, uh, the folks at Davos, the good folks at Davos, uh, who want you to own nothing and be happy, uh, actually started talking about, what was it, uh, disease X or pathogen X, uh, the, the next thing. We don't know what it is yet, you think? You know what? If you think they don't know what it's going to be, if you think they don't have plans for you, uh, if, they don't, if you think they don't have plans for the world, you're fooling yourself. So they're talking about disease X and how, uh, you know, it's, it's likely going to lead to another worldwide shutdown because that's always, you know, it, it's a quick way of making people even poorer. I mean, I, I feel very sad for local restaurants, mom and pop shops that survived COVID. Somehow they made it through. And now a year later, when, when everything's open, they, they can't make it anymore. They're like, yeah, our, our, our profit margins are zero. Sometimes we have to, to work at a loss uh, because nobody's going to come and pay 45 bucks for an omelet. We got employees, we got overhead, and so more and more of these local restaurants, the, the, the greasy spoons, as I like to call them, are shutting down because, A, uh, just everything's more expensive and there's only so much you can hike the price before people start coming, and B, it's hard to find employees still. Now, I've told you this, and again, people who have a lot of free time on their hands, me not being one of them, can go back and check. I, I told you this, it's going to flip. There will come that moment where everybody's looking to hire and nobody wants to work, and then everybody's going to want to work and nobody's looking to hire. It has to flip because people are out. They're out of resources. They're out of money. They're, they're hoping and praying for universal basic income, which is the gateway to complete control. Because if you have to count on the government, to send you a check as a universal basic income. I just sipped without asking permission. I, I, I feel so brave. Uh, if you have to count on the government for uh, universal basic income, do you think that it's beyond government to ask you for compliance in order to continue receiving said universal basic income? So whatever it is, two grand, three grand a month, I don't know, a grand a month. If you're unwilling to comply with everything they require of you, you're already behind by a grand a month because they just click, click, click. Two strokes of a key. And Mikey's not getting nothing because he's one of those uh, people. 
He's one of those people that doesn't understand that progress is painful, but utopia is beautiful. You're not headed for a utopia, kitty. I know, I know the girl with the face tattoos, the septum piercings, and the pink hair says, it's going to be a utopia as soon as you're gone. Uh, But it's not. We're seeing the destruction of the West in real time. We're we're seeing the destruction of what past generations bled and sacrificed to build up. And there are people in this world with God complexes who are just rubbing their hands together waiting for that moment when they can take advantage of it. So... Back to Jamie Dimon, because again, when a guy like me tells you that we're headed for stormy seas, you can brush it off and say, you've always been that way. You're a doing gloomer. I'm not. I'm the happiest person staring back at me in the mirror. I'm, I'm a happy guy. But I have to be a realist for my kids' sake. So you could, you could poo-poo the things I say. You can brush them off and go, ah, you're just a doom and gloomer. But this guy, Jamie Dimon, and, and this is even in the, in the body text of the article, he didn't rise to power as a hothead, nor as a doom and gloomer. He is calm, calculating, and knows the gravity of his words. So if he believes that political instability is reaching a boiling point, one that could even hurt the world's largest bank, smart investors uh, must take evasive action. Diamond later got more specific when he said the danger is government debt and inflation. Well, what else is there except for war? And the war is too obvious and self-evident. Didn't you hear the Germans? They just happened upon documents. The Russians said, yeah, we're going nuclear. They even forwarded a document to George Bush, but they changed the spelling of nuclear just to make him understand. So everyone else in the Kremlin, including the janitor, got that that, that piece of paper going, we're going nuclear at the end of the year or the beginning of next. Happy face, happy face, LOL. And then to George Bush, they sent one that said, we're going nuclear. Now, George Bush has not confirmed the receipt of this, but he's busy painting. Maybe he's taken lessons from Hunter Biden. Who knows? Things are complicated in today's world. But that's okay. You know, the church will make heads and tails of it, won't it? (laughs) You have to understand something. And I know we're all over the place today, but that's nothing new. You're welcome. This coffee, if I had three more cups of this today, uh, I could probably go shovel the yards of every person in Watertown. This is strong stuff. Uh, By the by, after we talked last week, that's when we got hammered. Thankfully, it wasn't the heavy snow, but I spent Friday and Saturday just digging ourselves out of of a monster snowstorm. And all my neighbors being kind-hearted, they all have uh, snowblowers. They're they're coming up, Mike, you want us to do your drive? I mean, it's no problem. No, it's, it's, it's it's a pride thing now. 
I'm a man. I can shovel my driveway without the aid of a snowblower. Took me a while, but man, it felt great when I finished. All by myself. You're welcome. I used to be a tenor in the choir. You should hear this melodic voice. It'll make you weep. But then again, we have so many reasons to weep that I don't want to be another one. Now, in case uh, you doubted uh, a Rubenesque, uh, well, middle-aged man now in Wisconsin who told you that the U.S. was just looking for a reason to throw uh, Israel under the bus, uh, Blinken, the one uh, individual in government who isn't in the hospital. By the way, did you hear that? Look, if anyone in Trump's administration would have done what Lloyd Austin did, the, the guy had like, heart surgery and, and nobody knew anything about it. He didn't disclose any of it. This, everyone would be crying impeachment again. These people cry impeachment over everything, though, so it wouldn't be a surprise. But uh, Blinken, Anthony Blinken, by the way, uh, just a person so unfit for the office he holds, uh, he, he, he can share the stage with Mr. Robinette Biden. Uh, he told Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu last week that Israel cannot defeat Hamas, and there is no military solution and that Israel will have to accept a Palestinian state. There you go. I know. That comes as a surprise, Mike. We didn't see that one coming, because Joe Biden, in between licks of his ice cream cone, said we stand with Israel. Joe Biden said a lot of things. He also said that he was going to support Taiwan to the ends of the earth. We, we shall defend our friends. We, look. Eventually, we're going to throw everyone under the bus, and we're going to be standing there all by our lonesome while all the wolves and the predators come with, with sharpened knives and uh, war plans that we haven't even fathomed because we're too busy wanting to know how many guys with uh, no junk below the belt can join the army and, and, and you know, have us still function. Do you hear they're, they're having such massive issues with recruiting new cannon fodder into the armed services. It's not even funny. The only people that are still joining the armed services are those that are looking for a free transition surgery nowadays. So, yes, everything is looking great, Brother Mike. You have to see it from the point of the phoenix. The phoenix is going to rise. Yep, yep. Yep, it's a rising, all right. Back to Jamie Dimon. I know, we're going, by the way, did you hear? I know, because why publish anything by anyone that has something to say uh, that sheds any sort of positive light on evangelicals in the church? Drag Queen Jezebel publishes a Christian devotional book attacking evangelicals. Of course he does. I know, did I just dead name him? Oh, you monster. This is where we, this is Christianity. You got T.D. Jason address talking about being swallowed up. You got a guy in a dress publishing Christian devotionals, attacking Christians, because why not? And I'm sure 
I'm certain, I'm positive that a lot of soccer moms, you know, we don't want to seem intolerant, are going to go out and buy this drudge. They're going to buy this nonsense. They will give their hard-earned money to support a dude in a wig and a dress that wrote a quote-unquote Christian devotional. You people are lucky I do this for free, because honestly, you look at what's going on, why, why should I bother? I've never done it, but if ever I go, hey, you know, you guys think about supporting the ministry. I knew it. I knew it. You were in it for the money all along. No, I'm just, nobody has a problem buying a book by a pervert attacking Christians. So stop. We deserve it. You know what? We deserve persecution. We deserve everything that's coming, especially the church. Because we're such hypocrites and two-faced pops. It's just, come on. I'm trying to hold back here, but it's annoying. Because I got friends, man, and, and, and these are people that I know are solid Christians. They, they take their time. They go and preach on street corners. They go do mission work. And, and they're writing to me, Brother Mike, can you spare 20 bucks? I don't have gas money. And thankfully, I still have PayPal. I'm all, yeah, I just PayPal'd you 20 bucks. Go, go get gas and maybe a grilled cheese sandwich. And you have these people that all they do is they leech off of innocent Christians. Who, oh, we just don't want to seem intolerant, so we're going to support their work. And they're just, they, she's going to make, or he's going to make a million bucks and walk away with the money and, 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 and flip all Christians the bird, pretty much. So, look, just be wise as to who you give your money to. Because I know a lot of good, solid ministers and a lot of good, solid pastors and and people who preach the gospel that are hurting right now. And they're afraid to ask anyone but those they really know, those really close to them, because they don't want to be labeled as, as, as a, you know, profiteering from the brethren. We deserve it. Every single dollop of pain, we deserve it. Pastor Alistair Begg says Christians should attend gay weddings so they don't come across as judgmental or critical. Maybe even bring a fruit basket. That was my addition. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they accept cash or, or gift cards to, you know, Hedonists Incorporated or something. I don't know. Alistair Begg is the senior pastor at Parkside Church near Cleveland, Ohio, and is perhaps best known for his syndicated radio program, Truth for Life. If this is your truth, Mr. Begg, I beg to differ. Get, you see that? You see that? I know. I'm a wordsmith. He has authored and co-authored several books including Preaching for God's Glory, Name Above All Names, and the Christian Manifesto. With a reputation as a sound teacher, he can occasionally be found on the conservative preaching circuit 
and is a speaker at the upcoming Shepherds Conference alongside John MacArthur and Steve Lawson. All right, slow clap, kids, slow clap. There you go. During the recent program for Truth For Life, Beg offers a scenario where a Christian woman called in saying that her grandson's about to marry a transgendered person, either another man who has transitioned to a woman or a woman who has transitioned into a man, and wants to know if she should attend the wedding. Noting that people may not like this answer, of course not, because it's all biblical, but hey, that's fine. Mr. Beg, you do you. I'm sure that T.D. Jakes will have you in his pulpit talking about being swallowed up. <laughs> Nothing that people may or may not like, noting that people may or may not like his answer. Beg says that as long as grandson knows that she believes it is sinful, then she does not agree with it. Then she should attend the ceremony and even buy them a gift. I hadn't even read this article. You know what? I... If I had pink hair and I was a wrinkled raisin of a woman thinking myself a prophet, I would have said that I had foresight and I had been prophetic. (laughs) Oh, Lord, give me strength. Attended the ceremony and even buy them a gift because if not, her absence will simply reinforce the fact that she's judgmental and critical. There you go. (sighs) <sighs> you know what? I, I'm not even gonna. This, all, all of this, all of this nonsense, all of these lukewarm Christians, all of these people who don't have the backbone to say something is sin and something isn't. All of them are about to get washed away with the tide. Judgment begins in the house of God. And don't you ever forget it. If you think they're getting away with it, it's only for a season. If you think they're getting away with it, it's only for a time. Judgment begins in the house of God. Now back to Jamie Dimon. I know we're we're, we're interweaving a lot of things here, but hey, if you want, we can talk about... uh, What's his name? Oh, yes, Jezebel. (laughs) You're not even smart enough to come up with an original name, Bob. Jezebel. Really? And yet Christian women are going to go flock to buy this quote-unquote Christian devotional from a confused man in a wig. The same women that made Beth Moore a mint. The same women that are still uh, following Joker the Clown, who just got a tattoo a couple years ago. What's her name? Why do you hate women? I don't. But the women don't have men that, that, that say, this is what the word says. Don't follow these fools. It's a bigger problem. And there's no solution in sight, so stop with the phoenix. $34 trillion federal debt is what Jamie Dimon pointed to when he says that the danger is the government debt. $34 trillion. 
Right now, just servicing that debt is becoming near to impossible. And we're nobody saying anything about stopping the spending. Nobody's saying anything about, hey, if you're able-bodied, perhaps you should get off the dole and get a job. Oh, did you hear the FAA is uh, planning on hiring people with psychological issues and severe mental disabilities? The FAA, the people that are responsible for keeping planes in the sky. When do you have your next trip planned? I'm not even going to drive it. I'm just going to walk. If something is no longer within walking distance of my home, then I will never see it again. They're going to hire mentally ill people and people with psych issues for the sake of inclusiveness. Diversity. I'm sure that you'll see an article, the first blind radar controller. How's he doing? We don't know. It's just his first five minutes and we almost had a near crash. But this is what happens when God says, go, you do you. Follow the desire of your heart to their end result because that place where you get to, when you get to it, you'll realize just how foolish you are. And just how foolish your heart is and just how foolish your desires are. And just how much you need God's providence and just how much you need God's protection and just how much you need God. And there's, there's that segment of people, well, just you know, let, them, let them burn it down so that the quicker they burn it down, the, the, the quicker we'll, we'll, we'll build it back up. There won't be anything left to build back up. Look at how the adult diaper-in-chief built back better. Uh-huh. Good times. Oh. oh, now I'm just rebellious. I took two steps without asking for permission. So yes, Pastor Alistair Begg says, go, go to the gay wedding, bring a gift just for giggles and whatnot. Now, on a more serious note, Pakistan, as Barack Hussein Obama used to call it, launches airstrikes in Iran, killing nine after an earlier attack by Tehran. The entire Middle East is a ticking time bomb. The Turks are getting into it. And I know that when you think of Turkey, you kind of snicker because, you know, <laughs> Turkey, get it? <laughs> Turkey, uh, Thanksgiving. Dude, they got an army. There's a lot of people in Turkey. So when you think that they're an irrelevancy, think again. The entire Middle East is a powder keg. Right now, uh, the, the Europeans are floating the idea of uh, conscripting young men to join the army because they feel as though a war is coming any minute. And, you know, the confirmation was, was, was the, the CC from Putin. I mean, you got German intelligence sitting there going, I feel like a strudel today. Oh, what is this? Oh, a message from Putin. What does he want? Oh, he is going to go nuclear. 
at the end of the year. It, it, it depends on how the American elections go. So I wouldn't put it past them to take a fake document that they cannot prove originated anywhere near the Kremlin and use it as a pretext to go to war because uh, strike first, strike hard. This is where we are. And uh, in the meantime, the individual who's supposed to have his uh, finger on the pulse, International Affairs Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, uh, was recovering from heart surgery that nobody knew about. When the notion of equal application under the law becomes a thing of the past, in a country where equal application of the law was a bedrock, how long do you think that nation can sustain? Because huh? right now you can call it a lot of things, but there, there's, there's no equal application of the law. By the way, did you hear that the Department of Justice finally confirmed that Hunter Biden's laptop's real? I know. Remember? I, I, or, or as the kids like to say, member? Member when? Uh, member when, uh, before the elections, 52 intelligence officials came out with a signed letter saying it was Russian propaganda? Because I know I talked about it on the program. I remember talking about it going... These are 52 people that have new cars in their garages. 52 or some such. Signed under the penalty of perjury that the laptop was Russian disinformation propaganda. They were so afraid of how awesome a president Joe Robinette Biden would be that they decided to attack his son, the most intelligent human being Joe Biden had ever met. The Justice Department confirmed in a Tuesday court filing that Hunter Biden's laptop is real, a suppressed fact that would have altered the 2020 presidential election, period. It worked the first time. What makes you think they're not going to try it again? And I'm not talking about the laptop. Whatever it is, whatever's going to become a last-minute thing that goes into the courts that the DOJ has to confirm or deny, something that'll throw a stick into the spokes of the next election and make it go the way they want. So... I'm, I'm, I'm glad for all of those excited about the Iowa caucuses. I'm glad about all those that are going to be excited about New Hampshire and South Carolina. But the only thing that really matters is at the end of the day, 
who's president for another four years. And I'm comfortable in saying that they cannot allow Donald Trump to win this election. It doesn't matter the lengths they have to go to. It doesn't matter if they're going to be ruling a pile of ashes. It doesn't matter if all of us are going to be glowing in the dark, because they're not going to be. They have places under mountains where Hunter Biden can practice his art. Care what happens to you? They don't care what happens to me, especially me. We're flyover country here, kids. Wisconsin? What's that? Only people that really matter live in California and New York. Florida is now a bunch of old people that are voting the wrong way, so we should probably nuke that place just to get rid of all the people sucking off the teeter government. How dare you ask for retirement? We got freshly minted U.S. citizens that don't even speak English that need welfare. Who cares if you worked for 45 years in a coal mine? And you beat the odds and you survived black lung. And you're 87 on a cane, shaking all over. Learn to make do with less. We got people applying for benefits every day, you selfish, selfish person. Huh? This is the new America. If you don't believe it, just give it a minute. So, in the future, when you feel the compunction to say, Lord, this is too much, remember that it's not. Everything that's coming is well-deserved. Not because I say it is but because the word of God says it is. Because we did not care for the widow and the orphan. Because we did not protect the innocent. Because pretending to be of the household of faith were not a present help in time of need for those that were doing the work. Because we made so many compromises that now the world is looking at us going, what's wrong with you people? Because men like Jezebel can publish a book, call it a Christian devotional, attack evangelicals while doing it and still make a million dollars. Because people who call themselves pastors, who insist that They are bringers of light and speakers of truth. Are encouraging those who would respect them that they should make allowances for darkness and they should make allowances for sin and they should make allowances for perversion. Because heaven forbid that you be deemed judgmental and critical. They're going to call you a lot worse before this is over. You don't start slaughtering people. You don't start executing them 
You don't start visiting them with martyrdom because, you know, they're nice people just misunderstood or just because, well, they just don't see it the way we do. If you stand on truth, you will be demonized. You will be demonized to the point that they will justify your murder. They will justify your death. And individuals like Pastor Alistair Begg have paved the way. Individuals like T.D. Jakes have paved the way. Individuals like Beth Moore have paved the way because their compromise was seen as an approval. Persecute those that would not compromise. So stop with Beth Moore helped my life. I don't care. Is she standing on truth or not? If she's not, then I don't care what she did anecdotally. I'm glad you enjoyed her book. If you stand on truth, if you choose not to bow, if you choose not to bend, if you choose not to compromise, when you're sitting in a jail waiting for your execution, remember you have Beth Moore to thank for it too. So I'm glad she helped you out. I'm not trying to be cynical. I'm not trying to be dark. I'm telling you what the Bible says the last days will look like. And they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Those are the words of Jesus. They have yet to happen. People willing to compromise the truth for the sake of acceptance or for the sake of not seeming judgmental or critical are paving the way for that. That's what you need to remember. Anyway, another program full of humor and glee and hilarity abounding. Not really, but these are the days we live in. Look, purpose in your heart, whether you will stand or break. Because there's no point in standing only halfway. There's no point in only running half the race. That's my humble advice to you, and there's, there's no jest in that. Determine today whether you're willing to give the full measure and run the race to the end. Because if not, there, there's no point in pretending. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Please continue to keep my dad in your prayers, Brother Roy. Uh, I think uh, Sister Lisa or somebody that just got diagnosed. Apparently, there's a lot of people, man, getting diagnosed with cancer recently. Uh, so just pray. God is able. He's able to heal. He's able to restore. Uh, pray for peace in their homes. Pray for strength. Um, and Lord willing, uh, mushroom clouds notwithstanding, uh, we'll see you next week. Gino, if you got anything to add, it's all yours, buddy. Thank you, Mike. 
Thank you, Mike. Um, I am in the Word of God here, and I want to read 1 Corinthians 9:24. Know ye not that those who run in a race all run, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain it. And Demetrius said one thing sticks with me, you know. It's not the beginning of the race that counts as nearly as much as the end of the race. And that's when you get the crown. That's when you get the reward. And I would urge people to realize as well, the end of the race, there's a lot of times where people don't pay enough attention to. You walk with the Lord for many years, you get dry or stagnant or you get comfortable. And you've got to remain vigilant. You've got to remain urgent. You've got to remain, you know, willing to stand in the gap, fight battles, stand for the faith, especially now. So I urge everyone, you know, stay strong and, and stay in the word and prayer. Stay close to the Lord. Have everyday time with Jesus. You know, don't let your tree dry out. Be like a tree, like Psalms 1, a tree by the water where the fruit doesn't die, the leaves don't wither, where the Lord can fill you and strengthen you and uh, your, your roots, that they go deep. And uh, that's why you read so many leaders fall. They're not watching. They're not vigilant, you know, like a watchman on the wall. And back in the old days in Jerusalem, the wall was the area of defense. And there were watchmen throughout the walls of Jerusalem, standing and watching, so the enemy couldn't come in, invade or ambush or, you know, take over the city. So that's our scriptural uh, little thought for the day. And uh, again, just remember, you know, we are in those last days. And thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are